What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and this is a special crossover edition between the Random Ramblings with Rob and Wrestling is Trash. As uh, for those of you who all know, um, Nick Anacelli has taken over the reins of Wrestling is Trash as long as some other Wrestling is Trash alumni, uh, Lou, Dan, uh, a slew of other people that uh, rotate in and out and everything. But uh, today... It's a special because we have, between Nick and myself, another fellow Marine to sit down and chat with. You may have known him from NXT Television 205 Live um, as Draco Anthony. But sometimes life has its own plans and you can't uh, really predict what's going to happen. You just kind of got to roll with the punches. But now he goes by the name of Blake Cortez. He's down here training with Booker T once again at the reality of wrestling. And we get to sit down and talk with this gentleman. Why did he join the Marine Corps of all places in the military? And uh, just his experiences uh, finding professional wrestling, taking part in uh, doing work with WWE and working with Hall of Famer. Booker T is a slew of other individuals within the wrestling game. So Sit back, relax, and enjoy this special edition of 3R Show and Wrestling is Trash. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. To the R, O to the B, coming at you with the funny random rambling, talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny. Yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping, come get your laugh on. Yeah, it's a concept, you know he's rocking, robbing the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be Robbie Lid. Tune in your crib and your whip at your job. He got new shows every Sunday. Here we go. But it is. Yeah, I finally got rid of that goddamn dog. <laughs> Not the dog. Dogs. So I, I mean, so I got two older kids. Um, my two oldest ones they they separated by two years. So my oldest one graduated, moved out the house, you know, doing adult shit, and then my son graduated. Now he moved out of the house, and I'm stuck with the young one. So me and my old lady got got a work schedule to where like. You know, we crisscross. So I go out, I'm with the kid, and then daggone, when I leave to go to work, she back at the house so she can take over the kid. You know, it's like a handoff and shit. So I just like, you know, there might be, you know, a slight delay in traffic because Houston is fucking the worst for cars and shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we was like, all right, maybe we should get a dog. You know, she has some companionship, whatever dog could protect her, you know, fucking Marmaduke style or whatever the hell. I don't know. So I'm shopping for a dog. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a freaking uh, German Shepherd. You know, I'm thinking military training and shit, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a German Shepherd, some shit. We're going to send them to the, they got like a little German Shepherd boot camp joint down the street from my house. going to get them trained up proper like and shit gonna be throwing them treats and he ain't gonna move till we say move and shit you know we was gonna do all that <laughs> so the bleeding heart that my wife is um one of her co-workers or whatever you know she fell out with her significant other or whatever the case may be and she had to move and the place that she was moving don't want no pets 
So she got this picture of this uh, dog, you know, long, sorrowful eyes and shit. And she was like, oh, he looks so cute or whatever. And then we fuck around. Got to drive across goddamn Houston, go pick up a goddamn dog from a coworker and shit. So now we stuck with the dog. We done had the dog for over X amount of years now, about almost two years now. And it's, I'm just like, I'm over this shit. <laughs> Cause like, I knew what was going to happen when at first, when I was picking the dog, when I was trying to get the situation straight, I was like, all right, I had it in my mind that like, all right, this is kind of going to be my dog. I'm going to take care of it this way. This is some things that I want to do, but she already got a dog that been alive for five years and been with other people and shit. And then it's just like, I know this is going to be my dog, but she ain't going to take it to the vet. She ain't going to get it washed. And, you know, it's, it's my fucking dog now. And I didn't even want this motherfucker. So I'm just like, anytime something come up, like now, the daggone, the grooming people, they come to the house to wash the dog. All we do is bring them to the door. They bring their leash. They put the leash on the dog. They take them away. Don't have to do nothing else. So I'm telling I was like, hey, because I'm the one that usually give the dog off. So I was like, hey, you don't need the leash in the closet over there because they're going to bring their own leash. She was like, well, can you just stay right here until they come? Because I don't, what if I have to go get our leash? I said, I'm telling you, because I'm the one that do this shit, that they're going to bring their own leash. So just now when I left out, I went in there, she in the damn closet getting our leash. I was like, what are you doing? Just standing by the door. And as soon as I opened the door, the lady was there with the leash. I was like, see, what the, what I tell you? What I tell you? Just listen to me sometimes. Know what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, made a couple, hey, like made a couple hey. issues. Yeah, I, hey man. Yeah. I am gonna tell you like I, I told Nick when we was at the schoolhouse, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to put you on some game. This is what you got to look forward to if you ain't already got an old lady. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> It'll be a while for me. Good. At least you got it in your mind that it's gonna be a minute. <laughs> Yeah, you you young, you young, and it's funny I never get to say that. So I'm actually the young buck of the group. By yeah, so, yeah, so you're the young buck now. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> Rob, grandpa. Yeah, old oh, man. I'm, I'm. I guess I'm the grand old man, right? Yep. I said your boy downstairs. He he get the he get the um, I get the uh, big slice and he get the little slice because I'm the oldest. He the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did that before. <laughs> oh, word! So, what well, they they was it? You um, did you volunteer or were you voluntold? Oh, uh, I was the youngest. Like it wasn't like in my battalion. I was just oh, okay. in the group that was there. We were doing. Uh, it was in Twenty Nine Palms. It was ITX. Oh, we were doing ITX. And, uh, but yeah. it was like, the Marine the Marine Corps birthday. Like around that time, it was like they had a cake. And, out of the platoons that were there, I was the youngest, so I cut the cake. Word. And I said like some little speech. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yo, so I'm was not it off lie, the dome? That's something I always No, no, no. I, was, I read something. I don't I don't remember what it was. Yeah, because the only time that I even well, seen something well, like that would be at the military ball and shit. And then by that time that mm-hmm. part of the ceremony happened, I'm already three sheets to the wind. It's just like I don't remember none of that. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're planning ours now. I think we're gonna do it in downtown San Diego, and they're like, "Yeah, I think everything's gonna be fine." I'm like, "Yeah." Besides, like probably five NJPs come Monday <laughs> downtown San Diego. <laughs> Word. So, like, hey, I'm cool with it. The the time that you were in, how long were you in? 
I did four years. I uh, went in okay. when I was 18. Word. Okay. Like right, right after 18, my uh, I tried to go in at 17, but my grandma was like, I ain't signing that. Is that I needed my like <laughs> guardian approval. And I told her, I was like, uh, yeah. okay, when I turn 18, I'm just going to sign it myself. And <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny you say that because I said off air I was a recruiter. So I used to have these kids who were like gun ho to join, like so mortal to join, right? It's 17. And I don't say just because we're on a podcast, whatever. Rob knows my personality. I'm a very like truth giver. Like I used to tell these kids how it is. Like, well, I'm going to ask your MOS here in a second, but it's because like, I want to be infantry. I'm like, yeah, well, this is what infantry means, big dog. You do this, 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 and this. Like, are you sure you want this? Because my thing is, I don't want to run into that dude at the PX one day, and he's like, just gives me the big bird. And he's like, yeah, this is your fault. Like, no, 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 no. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I used to have these kids and recruiting a very hard job. <clears throat> And I'd be like, God damn, I wish his mom would just sign the paper. I can't wait for this kid's birthday. I'd buy him like a cake and everything. <laughs> and they go, come on down, bud. Happy you birthday. Because I mean? you said, yeah, you said ITX. And I was just at ITX and I ran into a kid. This dude had the option to be Seaburn, you know, which is good for the civilian world, dealing with gas and all that. And yeah. we were going to offer him a 10 grand bonus on top of it. So whatever, after tax, no probably five, six, whatever, right? He's like, nope, I want to be artillery. And I was like, yo, this is what artillery does, right? Because uh, Rob and I are both motor T operators. I'm like, yo, this is what you do. Like, we work with them. I'm telling you. And he's like, nope, I don't want to work in a, a microwave. That was his big thing. It's like, all right, whatever, dude. So we got him already, whatever. He left. So I run into this dude at the PX on Camp Wilson. And first thing he says, like, he dabs me up. Like, yo, great to see you, staff sergeant, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, I should have listened to you. He's like, I'm having fun. He's like, but I should have listened to you. And I was like... I know. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. What was your MOS? Um, I was a eleven, a three eleven. See, hey, you know all about it then. Yeah, it was. It's pretty, uh, pretty trash. Trying not to curse. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty crappy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you but, uh, say whatever you want on here. It was um. Yeah, it was really tough, especially just being like eighteen and going into that whole like. You're a boot. This is senior lance corporal and all of that. And it was just, it was really tough. Just especially being that young doing mm-hmm. that stuff. But uh I don't think I uh I love it and I don't think I would have traded it for nothing else, to be honest. When I was there, I hated it, but now that I'm out of it, <laughs> I like it was dope. Yeah, you know. And then so when did you when did you get out? So uh, that was twenty nineteen, uh late. So like November twenty nineteen. Right. So just in general, I, I've said it to Rob Foy, like, you know, you probably witnessed it. So you were in from whatever, 15 to 19, like, man, everything changing. But the one thing that don't change is the infantry, like the Marine Corps, I'll say, and I never play on the old man because that's not my personality. But the Marine Corps has just drastically changed a lot softer. You know what I mean? Like I got sat down the other day because I called the Marine a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? when, when Rob first joined, you joined in what, 2000? Yeah, 2001. That was probably Jeez. second nature. Like, you'd even take choice, you know what I mean? Like, hey, hey, hey motherfucker, call me a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, uh, it's just, it's changing. And it's, but the infantry is that constant, though, that they really yeah. don't change like that because they lived in the case fans next to us. And it was zero four. We, uh, and I'm just up using the bathroom or whatever. And they're doing bu- uh, buddy rushes at four in the morning because it's <laughs> nighttime still. So they're trying to get that training. 
yelling like, I'm up, they see me, I'm down. And I'm like, yeah, they up, they see me, I'm down in my rack. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's, there's four different, uh, well, four, three. I can't count. That's why I joined the Marine Corps. Um, so there's three different uh, time frames here or whatnot. So Nick, I want to ask you, because I don't think I really asked you before, like going in before you joined or whatever, before you got on the bus and went to, you know, your, for, did you go to PI? Yeah, Patterson. I'm a real Okay. Ha. Ha. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was your perception going in? Like, because like for me personally, I went in um, in 2000. So. I come from a military family. My brother was in Desert Storm, Desert Shield. My father was in like Korea and all kinds of stuff. I had <laughs> brothers and sisters that did all this stuff. So my mindset going in was like full metal jacket type shit. Like motherfuckers gonna be punching me in the face. I was gonna have to fight and shit and daggone sleep with one eye open because I didn't want to get beat up with bars of soap in the sock and shit. That was my mentality <laughs> going in. But when I got there, it was like, this is bad, but it ain't as bad as I thought it was going to be, you know, you know, sure. Yeah. A couple of bad words. Sure. You know, getting called a bitch and that's kind of out of my, my echelon or whatever. I'm like, Hey man, don't even calling me a bitch, but it's just like, at the same time, I didn't want to get fucked up. So you do what you got to do. So, I mean, Nick, what, what was it like for you? Then we go down uh, to you. And yeah. Ask you as well. I honestly had, I had kind of in a way, not a rude awakening. Like I was scared or like a bitch or nothing like that. But man, I was just so out there. I came from a military family. But when I joined in 11, Afghan was still like popping. But man, I'm always like that. Yeah, but that's not going to happen to me. Like I was like, to be honest, I low key forgot we were at a war until I was watching Raw one night conveniently. And that's when Cena was like, we killed Osama bin Laden. And I was like, oh shit, we're still at war. Like that's like a thing. And I'm a poolie at this time. So whatever. I'm thinking like, man, I'm going to do four years, go to Cali and get out. Like, that's it. Then I go to boot camp and my drill instructor's like, you guys are all going to go to Afghanistan, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, it's not me, man. I was the first motherfucker from my platoon to go to Afghanistan. <laughs> but even then, like the word, yeah, first one. But uh, the wording and all that, like the, I guess what you're saying, like the treatment, like it was whatever, man. Like I just kind of took to it. I kind of took to it pretty quick. So I was like. I kind of took to it as like, it ain't nothing personal. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to have your good, you're going to have your bad. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, I, I guess I took to it good. I just didn't think it was going to be what I thought it was going to be. But once I was in, then I was like, ah, oh, yeah, like, I get this now. You know what I mean? How was it for you? Uh, we're talking about boot camp, right? Yeah. Just the so, overall yeah, perception just like before getting there. Be. Uh, yeah, so I was at Paris Island. And uh, my my uh, pers- yeah. my, <laughs> my perception, my perception of it was the uh, um the movie is like Jarhead and Full Metal Jacket. You know, when I first got there, it was just I was scared, but it wasn't like I was oh it ain't like this, it ain't like that. You know what I'm saying? I was just like really pissed because uh like the first three days we didn't sleep, and I was just like really sleep deprived. I guess I don't know. So that was uh, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of uh what do they call it out there? Not PT. I don't know when it took oh, me to the IT? sand pit. Yeah, I, IT, I, I IT, a lot of, IT, yeah. It was like every hour on hours. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> got sand everywhere. I'm yeah. sleepy, tired. I'm tired of screaming. <laughs> but yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah, it man. was cool. Yeah. 
Do you I still was, have uh, boys that are still in? I do. I do. Uh, very few, though. Very few. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Retention's not good in the Marine Corps right now. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that. But what were you going to say, Rob? No, um... You, you threw me off with your retention. Uh, now, nah, um, I can I can remember being the uh, the IT recruit, so it didn't matter if I did anything or not. Anytime somebody went to the pit or the freaking quarter deck to get IT'd, I had to go with them. I was just because I had that type of face. I guess I don't know. I don't know what I did. I just I showed up and it was like you. Anytime they go, you go too. I was like, I I sir, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just no nuts like anytime yeah anytime you think of that stuff it's like you just look like in the moment it sucked but you look back and laugh so me and my boy joined together and he was like so complete opposite me like i'm 510 when i went to boot camp i was like 130 so i was a twig he was like all state football player so literally like the complete opposite of me in size right and so naturally physically he was the better you know recruit but, like, one time this dude, he had his laundry bag tied up, like, an inch too high. And we were rack mates. Not on purpose either. It just honestly happened. And they're like, hey, recruit Garrity, who's your rack mate? He's like, recruit Andy said, He's like, good, motherfucker. Get your ass up here. And I'm like, I'm getting destroyed because this dude shit was that much too high. And I'm like, man, this ain't right. And then me and him start beefing. Not, like, actually beefing where it's going to blow to go to blows. And then we look at each other real quick and smiled because we both, like, we see what these we see what they're trying to do now. They see what we're trying yeah. to do now. Yeah, but it worked. It worked. Where were you stationed at? <clears throat> uh, I was stationed in uh, Kentwood, June. Ooh. Oh I'm shit! Sorry. So yeah, that was my first <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so not not yeah, a lot was, out there. Uh, now old Jacksonville. <laughs> I was just there in December for a course. And when I go, when I left being stationed there, it was 2014, man. Ain't much change besides a couple different restaurants and the Zaxby's. Because I like Zaxby's, oh, so man. I was pretty dope to see that. I'm a yeah. big Zaxby's guy. You know, on the West Coast, man, they ain't got nothing like that. I'll say that. Besides, besides, like, you know, the Mexican food and stuff out here, East Coast, I think, as a whole, I think, just has better food. You know, and I'm not biased because I'm from the East Coast, but... Even like Texas, like I have family in Texas, so I would go visit them in Dallas. Like, man, like you can't go get anything really that that great here besides like, you know, a nice burrito. Just shitting on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I love it out here. I love the weather. I love living out here, though. That's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, hey. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what was the driving force of you, you know, deciding of out of all the branches of service to join uh, the mil- the freaking Marine Corps? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in high school, I played. Uh, I did play football, but <clears throat> I, I didn't tell. like. I didn't. I didn't like getting hit. So I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ain't, no, ain't nobody paying me to get hit. So I, I played basketball. Wait, hold on. Um, hey, wait, wait. I have to cut you off before we get back. You don't like getting hit, but now what you're doing. We'll get there eventually. Maybe still. Because I don't want to get there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I, just I was I was very small. I was very small in high school. I didn't hit my growth spurt yet. Okay. But um, I did basketball and I did ROTC, and ROTC there was a, a um Marine Corps based ROTC. So like it just kind of yeah, it just kind of went with it. 
did you go in with like any incentives or whatever? Did they, you know, PFC or anything like that out? Uh, yeah. So at the boot camp, I had a little, little PFC rank. Thought I was a shit. <laughs> oh, dog. My, my, my recruiter was wound up being my homeboy and shit or whatever. And I, I freaking, um, I joined the military in part because I damn, I got this girl pregnant. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm in boot camp. She sent me, um, you know, we get mail call and shit. She sent me a freaking sonogram in the mail and shit. And I'm like, destroyed. I'm like, what? You know, I was like, this little human being is growing right now. And I'm in boot camp getting slayed or whatever. And my yeah. drill instructor is like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Robinson? And he, I, I, I just hold up the card with the, the, the sonogram, the picture and shit. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> he snatched it out of my hand or whatever. And he bring it to the senior drill instructor. He is like, come here, Robinson. And I uh, like every now and then, like when nobody was looking, he would let me go in there, make a phone call home and check. Yeah, I was, was going to say to him, at least give you a phone call for that. <laughs> yeah. So he hooked me up every now and then or whatever, but he, I think that's why I probably wind up being the freaking quarter deck Marine or whatever. Cause damn, you get, I was paying for them phone calls and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pay for it. Somehow. Man, I still, I still keep in touch with one of mine here first sergeant now, but uh, yeah, the mythical, <clears throat> the mythical phone calls. I never got any of those. Cause you was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie, man. I definitely was not like the best recruit. I wasn't that recruit that got like the platoon in trouble or nothing like that. I guess I was just I was average. I'm five ten, like average height, average weight, white dude. So like nothing about me was special. You know what I mean? So uh I could definitely like see my drill instructor and like, damn, this dude probably sucks. Yeah. So like for you, you said you um at the time you was doing sports and everything, you hadn't really hit your growth sport or whatnot. So what was the body change like for you? coming in and going out of boot camp uh going into boot camp <clears throat> I, I wasn't like chubby but i definitely had a stomach like you could tell like you could tell i like to eat but uh that went down throughout boot camp um i guess i got big on cardio and boot camp like just so much running so much it so much all that stuff you know like one it session mopping on my own sweat and all this and that i don't know i just got really big in cardio and when I got out of boot camp, I had lost a lot of weight. I was probably like around 180 or something. I don't know. Okay. But I went into boot camp at like 170. I don't know. It was weird. It was really weird. Like I gained muscle and lost, I don't know, science and stuff. Yeah, nutrition. <laughs> Damn, that's how that shit works. <laughs> yeah. So just like, man, you go to Dagon boot camp and everything. You, you get out. You go to MCT or whatever the hell. You hit the fleet. And shit, I mean, what was that, you know, the realization of hitting your first duty station, being, you know, a fully formed Marine and everything? What was that like for you? Uh, so they don't, they don't, they tell you about <laughs> the infantry. They tell you about the infantry, like it's bad about being the boot. They tell about it, but like, you don't know about it until you really get there and do it. And I remember like going after doing MCT, going to the fleet and all that. I had my seat bags, this and that, and I was like, "Oh, who's gonna help me take it upstairs or the elevator?" I remember me and my boy were going to the elevator, and then I was like, "Some senior lance corporal salty, you know, had the low boot bounces, all of that." I was like, "What the fuck? Get the fuck out of the elevator? This and that, blah blah." You take the stairs, it was like five, five stories up, so I'm like dragging my seat bags up the stairs, this and that. 
Hell uh, yeah. I just see like senior lens corporals everywhere because later on I found out that we were like a boot drop and they love boot drops. <laughs> <laughs> so like before I got to my, my found my room, I probably did like a thousand burpees or something before I even got there. Oh just my for God. all these like senior lens corporals. And I'm just like, man, what did I get into? You know, like, I want to call my recruiter, be like, "Yo, what? <laughs> yo, this ain't yeah. what you told me." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, uh, one question I have for you in regards to like the infantry side. So, one thing in the Marine Corps as a whole that we preach, which I, I'm personally a fan of, because I think it helps out a lot whenever you are done with it. But in the infantry, especially, you know, because it's the infantry. What was like your kind of leadership, like philosophy or tactics or just approach? What was your approach? Because I know over there, which if your answer is this, I can see why. But in the infantry, it's very aggressive, you know, like more like ever. I think everyone's a little aggressive, but obviously it's, it's infantry, you know, like when you got to that senior Lance Corporal or if you got to Corporal, whatever it was that you reached, what was it like? What was your take on leadership? Like, how did you approach it? <clears throat> so my take on like the leadership, I wasn't. So there's like you have different kinds. And when I was a boot, there was like different kinds of uh, senior lance corporals. You have the really one that's aggressive, and you have the chill and laid back one. But like you still don't want to fuck with him because you know he can fuck you up at any time. And I think that's kind of the approach I had because me as a person, I'm not, I'm not trying to be in someone's ass all day. It's just not me. But yeah. don't fuck with me either. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that answer your question? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. It does that. No, because that's kind of that's kind of always been my philosophy. Like the big thing I would say is you probably remember as well. Like when you get promoted to corporal, that's when people change. Like these dudes who sucked, all of a sudden, just somehow, you know, the stars aligned, they got promoted. Now they think they're the big king on the block, and they're just going to yell yeah. at Marines for no reason all the time. Like, man, that was never my approach. Like the only time, still till this day, you know. As a staff sergeant, the only times I really have to get in someone's like kind of ass is if it's accountability or safety. So accountability of any gear, like if we're on a hike or something and you lose a radio, it's like, ah, right, like you're going to flip that switch, you know, or if you're going to hurt someone, like you're going to flag someone with a rifle or something, you know, and I, I kind of feel robbed you're kind of the same way from being that corporal sergeant observing you, you know, as a staff sergeant, I felt that's kind of how you were too, for the most part. Yeah. Cause like. We know how that shit rolls with accountability of gear and personnel or whatever. I mean, you might get in trouble for your part in it, but I'm going to get fried on the other side of it because it was I had to watch all you motherfuckers. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, I signed that shit. I know yeah. there's like, uh, yeah, at least in the infantry, like, of course, in the Marine you have the ranks, corporal, sergeant, and, you know, last corporal there beneath. But I'm just, it's where I was in infantry. It went about how you know your job. Because if I know in my squad, there was like, a, you know, team one, team two, team three. And like the best guy is team one, second guy is team two. I was a Lance Corporal and there was like a Corporal at team two. But it's just because I was better and I would be I would tell the Corporal what to do. It's, it's weird. That's just the way the infantry was, though. Yeah. Whoever's better at the job was like in the leadership position. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen in like in garrison and stuff. No. But when it went to the field, shit changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would always yeah. hear about that as well. And I was just like, why can that, why can't that be universal? Cause I seen hella Lance corporals and corporals and sergeants just running show and everything. And the freaking staff sergeant and the gunny just over there with the goddamn coffee mug. Like, Hey, did you get that? Uh, you get that report done? 
all right, I'll be back. I'm going to chow. I say, but it's nine. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Brunch. <laughs> yeah. And then when you find and then when you are engaged, it's like different. Like I had some that are like, like damn Sassarum, we've seen you more than we've ever seen like our Sassarum before. And it's like, what? Yeah, usually, you know, they gone. Like, you know, but it's good in a way to a point. And I say that to a point because that means, well, maybe you don't trust your Marines. You might just be lazy as shit. But if the Marines again is on and I come into that, I'm like, I ain't too mad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. And I ain't too, 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 too mad about it. And then, um, so when it came to you, like, I guess, what would you say <clears throat> is your, because obviously, I don't know if you're on like TikTok or anything like that, or actually, I'm going to ask both of you guys this because you guys will get, have you guys seen, he's a, a sergeant, he's actually stationed in June, Sergeant McCurry, that's his name, he's on Instagram and he does like a lot of like replays of what it's kind of like in the Marine Corps. I think so. I haven't seen uh, I'll send it into our little chat after this so you guys can see. But it's crazy because he's super popular. He's got like 50,000 followers now and he's a sergeant. So he'll, they'll let him guest speak at like Lance Corporal Seminar and Corporal Scores. But he kind of takes that step back approach when it's like like when you, when you first check into the fleet. I will not go to staff or this and that. He reenacts different scenarios. And it's funny because, like, I put myself in that shoes and I kind of take a step back and laugh. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because he's so professional but funny about the same time. Like, even, like, Sergeant Majors and stuff, he, like, commented laughing on his shit. You know what I mean? When it's, like, when you're in the car, like, one of them I tagged the Dunn brothers. And, like, when you're driving down the road and you're just bumping your music and then you look at your phone, it's like, oh, shit, shit, Stassarn's calling me. It's like, arrest Stassarn. It's like you change your tone real quick and then you go back to, like, doing your thing how it was before. You know what I mean? Or it's like... You know, hey, how was your weekend, Marine? You're like, oh, good. What you? Oh, nothing. You know, it's laid low in the barracks, but in the back of your head, you knew you drove down the Myrtle Beach and got buck wild because it was like bike week <laughs> or something down there. You know what I mean? So I yeah, guess like yeah. where I'm getting at with this is for you. What was like one of your more like memorable stories, whether it's like a work one or not work one? You know what I mean? And you've been out now, so you ain't gonna get in trouble with any stories you tell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like just a memorable story. Uh... Like a story where some shit happened, like we got in trouble or something like that. Hey, just, whatever just you anything. Like, a, like, a, like, <laughs> like, I guess, like, more in regards to something like you're just gonna, like, you'll laugh about. Like, so, like, I ask people <clears> this all the time, and they'll tell, like, just a wild story about them and their, them and the boys going down to, like, Myrtle Beach and just getting into a whole bunch of shit, or just some dudes, like, talking about shit they did. I got it. So it's really kind of up cool. to you, you know what I mean? Uh, so, like, me and my, like, little squad or gang of guys I hung out with like they always said that they always said that um the higher-ups were like scared to do anything to me and I was like no that's not true I get in trouble but I kind of didn't I don't know why I did some messed up stuff here now and then but they never really said nothing to me but it was one night it was like a Wednesday or Monday maybe but it was one of our boys birthday so we took him to uh Driftwood it's like a strip club oh right, my off God. Yeah, right outside okay. the front on, front gate dude yeah, and, uh, I would <laughs> I was in Lejeune. I was in Lejeune when they built that motherfucker. <laughs> so I was there for the grand opening of the Driftwood. And I was just like, I, hey, tell, tell. I went in there and like they had a chick in there just dancing in like plain clothes, not even sexy or provocative or nothing. She was just walking around the bitch, just dancing on chairs and shit. And I was like, I walked in and walked right the hell out. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we took him to Driftwood, and we had, it's a crazy night. Um, 
we, we like went all out for him. We put him on stage, had him whoop and all that stuff by strippers and all that. I don't even really remember, but um, I do I do remember waking up in my bed that morning, and uh, everyone is down in the office except for me. <laughs> and they told someone told him that I was there, and uh, I remember I going down to formation. <laughs> I remember going down to formation, and uh. <laughs> They were just calling them out. They were like, you, you seen Lens Corporals, y'all ain't shit. Y'all going out to strip clubs, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I think uh first time I was like, Cruz, were you there? And I was like, I, I remember I said yes. I said yes, yes, first time or whatever, but he didn't he didn't do anything. And they ended up getting in trouble. <laughs> and like one of them got MJP, maybe, I don't know, but like nothing happened to me. <laughs> Bulletproof. I don't I don't, I don't know. Hey, yeah, no, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, man, that's a real thing, you know, now that I'm up in, like, you know, like, in the staff and CEO level, seeing it, like, if you're performing at work and you got a good rep and everything like that, you know, the Marine, like, leadership can't save you from everything, but times like that, like, like, hey, man, like, they know, they understand, you know what I mean? It's those guys who, you know, who, who got the bad rep, who are always in the smoke pit. Yeah, my, my guys hate talk Or talking to the barracks, too. Bunny. <laughs> they hate me. I'm like, yeah, man, what do, you, yeah. what do you want me to do, bro? I, I was like that for a little while too, because um, when I got there, I mean, I just shut the fuck up and I just did whatever they told me to do, and you know, I didn't, you know, I I wasn't a problem. So people would use me as a scapegoat and shit or whatever. They'd be like, "Hey, uh, staff sergeant or sergeant, can I go do this, this, and this, and this? Robinson gonna take me." And they'd be like, "All right, you can go ahead." <laughs> but if they if they wouldn't ask for me to go with them, they'll be like, "Nah, fuck that, you ain't going nowhere." <laughs> Man, I'll never forget. It makes me think one time I was a corporal and I was calling roll, and these motherfuckers must have both talked to the same dude. And the Marine who it was said something different to both of them. And I was like, I forget the dude's last name, if I'm being honest. But I'm like, hey, where's Smith? And one dude at the same time in harmony, one said dental and one said medical. I was like, all right, well, one of y'all motherfuckers lying. Who's the, mother- <laughs> who's the one medical, lying? That's, here, that's you know a go-to. Where, where's, yeah, medical. <laughs> oh, I got dental, or, or, or I'm checking out. I got to go to SIF. <laughs> I mean, because Sif, I mean, shit. I mean, once you got to turn that gear in or whatever, you'd be in there for days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that stuff be taking forever. And, of course, they think it's dirty. And so, well, what do you expect? Like, I was in 29 Palms probably for half of my enlistment. Yeah. I mean, so I'll say what, till this day, 29 Palms is probably the worst places ever. Yes. I <laughs> so what led to you? I hate that place. <clears throat> What led to you finally deciding that, you know, four years is enough and I want to take that walk on out the door? Um, so my goal was to, uh, where I came from was a small place. And I was like, I got to get out of here. And I knew the Marine Corps was it. And I was like, I want to do the Marine Corps. I want to be a wrestler. The wrestler was kind of like just out in the blue, like whatever. I got, I was in the Marine Corps and I remember it was uh, my second deployment, 22nd Mew. And the way my contract was coming up, I had to like resign while I was on deployment, or else like I had to like start phasing out. And I wanted to do a SLDP, which is like a six-year contract or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, you can do SLDP, but we can't give you the bonus. And there was another guy named Frog. They gave him like a fifteen thousand dollars bonus or something. I was like, why can't I get a bonus? And they were like, uh, but I don't know. It was some <laughs> some reason why I couldn't get the bonus. So I was like, well, fuck y'all, I'm out. I'm gonna go to the W, I'm gonna be a wrestler. I seriously I was like, I'm gonna be a wrestler first time. He was like, okay, Cruz. <laughs> That's how it was. 
And that's what led to me uh, getting out, going to Texas, Booker T's, and uh, yeah, went from there. Work. Yeah. Now, before we dive into, you know, a little bit of the wrestling stuff, uh, were you, so we, I'm assuming, like, uh, maybe not lifelong, but you grew up a wrestling fan? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Ever since I was a kid, of course, I had, like, I think everyone has, like, those phases where they just stop watching, yeah. but then they just get back into yeah. it. I was like that, but I've never always been a wrestling fan. Or, so now with now to go back to the Marine Corps side of it, were you watching during that time? Because I know sometimes in the Marine Corps, it's hard to keep up with the product. But uh, were you watching like while you were serving? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, when I was in the barracks, uh, like my first yeah. one, my two deployments, of course, I couldn't really keep up with it. Yeah. But uh, when I was in the barracks, I always had like uh, my laptop with Raw or SmackDown right here, my video game right here. I mean, that's preferred, yep. <laughs> I mean, that's the preferred viewing method of watching Raw and SmackDown these days, but uh, I, I digress. Yeah. I understand. No, I understand. Then, uh, so <laughs> so, did you, now, this this resorts to resort. Sorry, Rob. I just got to ask this quick. Uh, kind of goes to Rob and I. Like, We became friends with Cuz of Wrestling through a mutual friend of ours. And it lets us go into pay-per-views together and WrestleManias together and SummerSlams together to the point where I just went to AEW Double or Nothing in Vegas because Cali is only three hours away. And every we won't get into this, but every time there's a show, he waits to like the last second to say he's coming. And I was kind of disappointed when I didn't get that text like the week before that I'm coming. But did, <laughs> did you kind of have like a group of people you watched with or were you like a lone wolf kind of wrestling fan uh, while I, uh... serving? Yeah, in my own little infantry company, I was definitely like a long, long wolf wrestling fan. Uh, my roommate, he would like just catch me re- watching wrestling, and then he would start watching. And then like some other guys would like come in and grab a beer or whatever. And they'd be like, what y'all watching wrestling? And they just start watching. You and they kind of like, fake, right? <laughs> yeah, all that. And it's like, yeah, but you standing here watching it for the last thirty minutes. But, uh, they uh scrambled in. I know they came to um. Not Jacksonville. What's the place outside of Lejeune that everyone goes to? Uh, oh. It was a house show. Uh, Raleigh. Oh, Raleigh, uh, yeah. Smack, oh, okay. Smackdown did a house show in Raleigh, and like 10 of us all went. It was really cool. They enjoyed it. Probably because they were like drunk, but whatever. <laughs> Man. Yeah. What were you going to say, Rob? So, I mean, what what made you land on um, Booker T School for Professional Wrestling? Um, I used to watch it on YouTube uh, before I like even went to the Marine Corps just because like, I was just always trying to find wrestling to watch. And there was this guy named Rex Andrews. Okay. And he was at Booker T school. And he actually like, had this big match with Booker T. He was like, to me, it was big. Everyone else probably wasn't that big. But we came from the same spot. And I was like, if Rex went there, I could probably go there and do it. So that's why. So you had it. Hey man, for real. Much. Before, yeah, but for real, big credit to you, man. Because I know transitioning out of the Marine Corps is hard, and then to go into a field like professional wrestling, you know, it's a pretty bold move to do. So, for real credit to you on that. Like, no bullshit. So, uh, a thing that I was interested in, or whatever. So, like, um, I know we had McMap. 
So you already know about break falls and everything like that or whatnot, <laughs> forward shoulder rolls and shit. So damn, whenever you hitting the mats and everything for your first training <laughs> sessions and whatnot, and they're showing you how to bump and whatnot. I mean, did all that stuff come back to you? He's like, oh, I, this was meant to be. I already know how to do this shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would be real, man. I was a I was a black belt in MMA, and I was I just like I MMA mean, ain't shit to me. I, I I just think it's all bullshit. <laughs> But uh, the break, I, the, I break do falls, too. the break falls can relate, honestly. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing. Boom. Shit. So, um, did, that, did that answer the question? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, like, because okay. I did the same thing. Um, when I I was leaving, um, my last duty station was in Fort Lindenwood, Missouri. That's where me and him met, and I fuck around. And I got in deep with um, an indie promotion out there, uh, Central State was Central Central State Championship Wrestling or some shit like that. And I got in good with the promoter and everything. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, you in the military, you seem kind of fit and everything. Uh, what if we offered to train you in exchange? You would uh, train the people in the school or whatever. You know, you keep them physically fit and everything while we showed them the ropes of professional wrestling." I was like, "You damn right, I want to do that shit or whatever, right?" So. <laughs> I show up or whatever, and I, you know, I run sprints with them and everything, and do you know push-ups and all this other stuff, and you know, all the calisthenics shit, you know, and um, they would teach me how to wrestle, you know, how to do the bumps and everything like that. And the hardest thing for me, well, I wouldn't say the hardest thing. Uh, one of the things that I hated the most was taking a goddamn body slam. I hated that shit with a passion. I take a suplex, I take a German suplex, freaking anything but a goddamn just plain jane freaking body slam so i mean for you i mean what was one of the moves that you hated taking um that i hated taking uh at, at first at least was uh probably uh that body drop yeah yeah i don't know I yeah just, uh, i could see that <laughs> i had a I had an issue with flying in the air and then trying to turn my body to take a bump. I don't know. Like the first 10 times I landed on my neck, but then sooner or later you get tired of landing on your neck and you do it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, you keep keep just doing it and doing it and doing it. Now, what's your favorite, guys, right now, what's like your favorite move? Not necessarily like what your finisher is going to be, like, but just the move you personally love to deliver. Like you do and you're like, damn, like, yeah, it feels good. That's pretty dope. Uh, So... Zach Ryder or Matt Cordona now? Yeah. Yeah, the Rough Rider. I just believe I do it better, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said so. <laughs> yeah, I believe yeah. you got my back. I, was, I signed off on it. And plus, okay. Booker T, Booker T okay. signed off on me to do that. So oh, that's why very I well. It. Even though it wasn't his movie. Yeah, what's, it like? it. <laughs> what's it like? In, what's it like interacting with him? At first, it was scary. To me, it was. Because, like, He's just like talking to me like I'm normal, like a normal person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're like Booker T, bro. Like, <laughs> but uh, he's real, he's real man. cool, he's man. He's right here. <laughs> <laughs> he's real cool, man. Like, I don't know, a great teacher, patient, which is I don't have patience. He has a lot of patience with me, so like, um, very just very grateful for the knowledge he throws out, man. Yeah. <clears throat> That's that's what I've heard. I've had a um, couple of people that ran through there on this podcast. I've had um, Kiefer Bartek, uh, freaking JJ Blake, uh, 
Yo, tell Kiefer to put me on New Texas. Word. I will do it as soon as we finish here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that that's that's Rob's homeland right there. He can yeah, get yeah, deep I'm, into that I'm, one. That's Rob's homeland. I'm there every goddamn show. I'm doing commentary, everything. Um, but yeah, and they said the same thing. It's just like they're sitting there and they're talking with him and everything, and it's just like everything is moving fast around and then they're just hearing everything slow. And it's like this is goddamn Booker T right here that I'm talking to. <laughs> That's how it is, man. Yeah. Word. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I've had some interactions with some wrestlers just as like a fan, and you're like, whoa, you know, you take a step back. Now it's like, that's totally different because I'm sitting here learning from this guy. Like, this guy's trying to make me like the next guy or girl, whoever. And it's like, damn, like that's pretty dope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I used to watch you. Book, like you know, this is come from Booker T. The guy when he was at Impact started commentating his own match when he was like, it's like it somebody ass or or the guy. I still laugh at this one when uh, Michael Cole says someone's name. I think it might have been John Cena. He's like and John and anal bleeding, and Booker T's just like what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like and then this dude's teaching me. Like yeah, that's got to be that's got to be kind of surreal, especially as you said as a wrestling fan. <laughs> So I and mean, that um so oh you got it right you, you go there you know Booker T you put the sauce on you and everything he teach you the basics he, you know you get you ready to make that journey over to uh, the WWE and everything and whatnot I mean right do you feel like you know since you went through the training system with Booker T and everything that was kind of like you know that kind of cemented your pathway into that organization uh yeah most definitely because uh. It was that, and I did a little bit of finesse. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, My man. <laughs> being at that tryout, everything that they uh, had guys doing, because, you know, they have guys there with experience and without. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, everything that they wanted us to do, I had already learned at Booker T school. Literally, there probably wasn't anything that I did at that tryout that I didn't do with Booker T already. So, like, mm-hmm. I was already, like, a step a step above had to have a – what do you call it? Step on the game, whatever. Yeah, yeah. My, my vocabulary is yeah, yeah, head and shoulders <laughs> above everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that was. Yeah, I can. Now I gotta ask you a random question. It has to do with military and WWE. So when uh, when we were going to Vegas last year for SummerSlam, I was looking at like the tryout thing, like the the flyer essentially to see if you get except for a trial, and it asked if you're military in there. Obviously, you're someone who's been with them. Is, was that ever mentioned during your tryout or like your early, early days? Like, hey, like you said, you were like, did they ask you that? Like, how do you know why they asked the military, you know, if you were in? Like, granted, they have some like Lacey Evans, Montez Ford, who served in the Marine Corps, Bobby Lashley, you know, so they have it. Is there a certain, like, did that ever come up? Like, why or why do you think they do that? Um, so. I really got no idea. I know when they, uh, in my little form that I fill out for a tryout, it asked about military, and I was like, yeah. And it was just, I think it said like a brief description of what you did. I was like, Marine Corps, infantry, four years, and that was literally it. I never, never got asked about anything again. I don't know if like the tryouts they take a certain amount of veterans or a certain. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they ask you. Well, kind of. A little bit of inside baseball. 
I mean, WWE above everything else. I mean, instead of, you know, it's a wrestling company, but it is a business. So when any business hires veterans, they get a kickback for that shit. So oh. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out. There. That's why they have that high that that hire the heroes thing, right? That you went to. Yeah. So I mean, just companies in general or whatever, when they hire veterans, they they get a kickback. Yeah. So I mean it it all makes it all makes sense now. If I'm cur- <laughs> it, I, it, I could be wrong here, but isn't it the same thing with people who've like served in prison? Like if you hire like someone who was an inmate or something. I've heard of that, yeah, but that. I, I know, I, but yeah. I know definitely for a fact because I went through the hired hero program and all that other stuff that you know they do give you a kickback for um, military personnel because that's why they have services like hired heroes and everything like that to help veterans get a job because I mean they headhunters they trying to fit you in a position because they get paid and they get paid, <laughs> you know, right. and you yeah. get a job so, so it works out for everybody. Yeah. So when you uh when you did your tryout, who like notified you like, hey yeah, we're you know we're gonna take a shot with you, we're gonna we're gonna give you something. Um, so the first day of my tryout, I was probably like, in my group. They got signed. I was probably like maybe the smallest guy, seriously. But uh, they um, I just had to stand out somehow. Like every time you got inside the ring to do something, they were like scream your name. And coming from the ring Corps, I know how to scream. So I. I was like, <laughs> I legit like screamed like crazy. I made everyone look at me every time I had to go scream my name. And after that first day, Triple H goes, uh, he's like, he's saying something. He's like, I don't know any of you except for Chase Cruz. I remember that name. <laughs> and uh, so that's why, that's why I was like my own little finesse into that. That's mm-hmm. how I think I got signed just by screaming my name, honestly. As dumb as it sounds, I think I got signed because I screamed my name. Word. Not but, um, it makes sense. Well, I'm sorry okay. to answer your question. We, we, uh, they pulled me to they pulled me into a room, and uh, Triple H and Will Regal were right there, and they were just saying, "We want you to come train with us in uh, Orlando." And that was it. Word. Damn, I would have been probably crying like a baby. you know what he did, right? You know what he did, right? He's just like, all right, you, you got the well, job, whatever. And he stood up from the table, took a step back, and said, all right, sir. And you about face and walk Dismissed, I sir. Good morning, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hysterical. I should do that. But, man, like, know, so, I, I mean. That impact. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you made that first impression and everything. They, they offer you the, the training and whatnot. I mean, what was it like? I mean, after that, I mean, what was the training like, man? Because, I mean, you say in the name that, uh, you know, Triple H and William Regal said, hey, come train with us and everything. I mean, that just hearing that in itself, to me, it blows my fucking mind. But when you actually get down to Orlando, you get to the Performance Center and whatnot, what was that first couple of days of training like for you? Uh, me, personally, I was honestly scared just because, like, uh, I've never met wrestlers before. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh these are wrestlers that i see on tv and stuff and um but when i was there i think regal was like training in the uk or something and okay, triple yeah. h had triple h had just had that surgery say so that so they weren't there it was other coaches like uh robbie brookside and norman smiley it's they're awesome so um norman smiley boy <laughs> <laughs> i watched everyone, it as a kid, everyone man i was like ah <laughs> 
Yeah, they were they were awesome uh, learning from Coach Matt Bloom and so many people. But uh, it was what was it like, man? I don't know. It, the first few months there, it didn't feel like it just felt like I was dreaming. It didn't feel like I was really there, you know. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like I was doing what I was supposed to do, and but then, it didn't feel like I was there. Yeah, it's like autopilot. I mean, cause, and plus, I mean, you came from an environment like from Booker T School to where you was doing this every day anyway and then you just go to this different place and it's just like you know i can i can kind of relate to that it's kind of like autopilot and everything but it's just like oh shit (laughs) you know yeah well while you were training was it kind of like a structured schedule kind of like how the marine corps is in a way like yeah monday through friday from this time to this time training yeah yeah so it was like monday morning from nine to eleven you're in the ring from 12 to one you got gym from three to four, there's extra ring. And then Tuesday, we got TV. And then Wednesday is like same schedule, but five to six, you got promo class. And they, they laid out a schedule for you every every week. Oh, uh, yeah. So they definitely kept you pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like getting paid to do what you love. So whatever. Word. So, I mean, I know it's kind of a leg up to have that uh, previous training with Booker T and anything. But like now that you've got to the WWE and you got the training that you received there. Um, what were some of the takeaways that you got that um, wasn't available to you um, at Booker T school? So um, I know going to Booker T school, at least before it was, uh, it was me very much just training in the ring, like move wise, wrestling wise, like everything in the ring I felt was really good. But um, coming from the Marine Corps infantry, just like the whole seriousness, that whole like mindset, military mindset, it kind of like, I don't know, like kind of like uh, I wish I would have had a better social game because that yeah. military mindset kind of had me like, hey, say what's up to everyone. Then I just go off and do my own thing. <laughs> some people, some people take that as, oh, he don't fuck with us. Well, like, no, mm-hmm. it's not that. I don't, I don't know. This is what I'm used to. It's just, it's just how I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, uh, and it's, I swear I have no issue with anyone. It was just like, mm-hmm. that was just uh, the way my mind had been molded from the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I'm getting better with it. Getting yeah, real better with it. And I, I can I can relate to that as well because I mean you know we all have our own certain modes and everything when we wearing that uniform and when it was time for me to get out and when I started to transition and everything, I mean, it was like that for me when I started to go back to, you know, civilian work. First of all, I I carry a weapon every day for my job and to be in a civilian um, arms instruction class blew my fucking mind because damn the instructor is in there in a classroom full of people pointing the gun in the direction of everybody. And I'm just like, yo, (laughs) what the hell are we doing? (laughs) You know, that's asking uh, for an NJP, you know, you're flagging everybody. What are we doing? I mean, I know it's not loaded, but still, come on. You don't train like this, you know, and um, just going to different um, posts to um, stand duty and everything. You know, you meet new people there and I'm just like, hey, what's up? Just like you said. And shit my damn mouth and just do the job for however many hours and not clock out and go home or whatever. And, you know, just like. And I can relate to what you were saying because shit would get around 
and get back to me about me about shit that I'm doing or perceptions of me. And yep, I didn't even yep. say shit or do shit. I'm just I come here do the job and I go home. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely I could definitely see that because I think uh, I think it was Batista said he had that same problem like when he started. Yeah, you know I mean he just kind of went did the job and everyone just thought the perception he gave off is you know I'm this big jack dude and I'm just gonna. I'm snobby. I'm full of myself when it's like, nah, like some people are just wired different. Mm-hmm. And then there's sometimes I was like, I don't, I mean, the, also the mindset that comes with it as well. You know, say we work a 12 hour day or whatever, how long we train. I said, we all are here together all fucking day. When it's time to go, I'm, I, I don't want to be around y'all no more. I'm just with you 12 hours. Why you didn't say shit then? <laughs> I'm going to see you again tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. I'll be here tomorrow. Just, you know, <laughs> doing the same damn thing mm-hmm. and then um and then going back to it you know because obviously the big guy at the helm right now for nxt you know with your time there with Shawn michaels you know did you ever obviously another you know childhood favorite adult favorite people what was it like interacting because we asked how it was with booker how was it with him honestly i've only had i only had uh one interaction with Shawn Michaels, and that was after I fought uh, Roger Strong. Yeah, I was like, was my, that. yeah, it was my debut match against Roger Strong, and that went, I guess, okay. Uh, it went okay, you know. When I came back, he was right there, shaking my hand, saying, "Good job, kid," this and that. But obviously, he's a he's a busy guy. He doesn't have time for little yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure if I would have uh, wanted to approach him, he's, he was approachable. It was me just being me? I was like, I don't know. But yeah. that was like the only interaction yeah. I had with him. I don't know. So I mean, during the training stuff, I mean, uh, like who else was really like hands on with you doing this stuff? Oh, we had Is your like, dog fighting shit over there, dude? <laughs> huh? Is your dog fighting people over there? What's, what's going on? He's 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 a French bulldog, man. They got the zoomies. He just running around, but he good now. He's playing with his toy. <laughs> Yeah, but like day to day, putting the hands on you or whatever. I mean, Norman Smiley and you know who else? Uh, Robbie Brookside. Okay. And right. uh, there's there's a coach there named that's his coach there named uh, Alexander James, and he was really he's like 28 or 29, so he's not nothing against the old guys. He's not he can get in the ring and he can go with you. Yeah. And that was really cool. He would go with me every day. Taught me a lot. Still does. And um. We had we just had these extra session training sessions when I first got there. It was like extra training sessions with Pete Dunn, and those were really cool. Word. Oh yeah. wow, yeah, guy. He's a he's a guy who knows his stuff from the outside looking in, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because he's younger too, correct? Pete Dunn. I don't know his exact age, yeah. but he's like he's not like yeah. thirty or anything, is he? Mid twenties, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he yeah. started hella young as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, so how was that getting in the ring with, like, someone like Roderick Strong who gets a lot of praise for his work? What was it like? You know what I mean? <clears throat> he's very talented. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> that was my first – I don't know. That's a lot to throw it. For me, at least. For someone else, they could probably handle it better. For it. But throwing that at me for my first match there uh, – I don't know, I threw up a threw up a few times that day, I'm not gonna lie. But uh <laughs> but it was really cool, man. Um 
the whole time inside the ring, I remember he was talking to me and I was just listening and we were going. And I don't know, when the bell rung, it felt like it was over. So it was, it wasn't a blur, yeah. but it was really cool, man. What's he call his finisher? What is it? What is it that he does again? I know it's like the backbreaker, but what's like the official name? I forget. I don't know the name of it. He he hit me with that that running knee. Took me. Yeah. I don't. don't Oh, geez. Yeah, I yeah, because that dude seems like not stiff, but he's got a he's got a very uh painful move set. It looks like it could potentially be for someone all lower lumbar, just all out of whack. (laughs) Yeah, lumbar. Yeah, and just yeah. Oh man, yeah, you got some you got some hard hands from what I, I <laughs> I've gathered. You know, I mean I've never, but I mean just I mean they is is that microphone sound like it's right there when he's hitting somebody in the chest or whatever. <laughs> Him and uh, yeah. Gunther and all the motherfuckers is oh, popping Gunther, people in the yeah. goddamn chest and whatnot. Doesn't I mean I, I got your list here of all your opponents that you had. It's, it, you know, according to the internet, at least, you know, all and, the losses um, I took. <laughs> I didn't say it, <laughs> uh, but throughout your tenure there and everything, all the matches that you had, I mean, what what do you, besides the Roger Strong match, which ones were the most memorable to you? Uh, Pete Dunn and uh, uh, you mean Butch. Uh, you mean yeah, Butch. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I, I enjoy that in there. I enjoy working with uh Joe Gacy too. Word. Joe Gacy was awesome. It's cool though. I know. Yeah, he, he just he had gets, that match. He gets, he's getting a, um he's getting a hard rap right now for uh, I guess the character work or whatever. I think he's freaking good. Um, I mean he uh, alliterates very well and whatnot. And I know he has some tenure as well. He's a veteran. Yeah, so I know um I'll just I'll just go into it like uh him and that Harlan thing, they had like a it was at least from the black community, it was getting a lot of uh, heat because it was saying like it's like clan type stuff. And then they had me and a storyline playing to it. And uh I was kind of doing my job. But I know Gacy outside of that character and he's a great guy. Yeah. I don't I don't know I don't have nothing to do with the whole character rap and all that. I just People didn't understand. I was just doing my job, yo. They're like, yeah. I remember like seeing on Twitter, oh, he's disrespecting the black community, this and that. I was like, I sw- uh, can't win for losing. Yeah, I know. It's just like I don't know. It, it seems to me just like in general. I mean, I'm, we're not talking about specifically about professional wrestling, but just in general, everybody always look for the worst in everything. When you know, I mean. I know some actions kind of warrant the look or whatever, but I mean, shit. I mean. I took no offense watching anything that this dude done on television. I mean, I yeah. thought he spoke well. I thought he delivered the character well or whatever. I mean, I took no offense in anything that he said, but I mean, people are just like always up in arms about some shit or whatever. Oh, you like goddamn mayo on your sandwich? Well, fuck that. I hate that. <laughs> you know? And I was like, why we got to argue, man? <laughs> it's, it's sandwiches. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, most It's true though, man. You, we, we say we say it all the time, especially, you know, when we do the show regularly, like it seems like people, the product we all claim we love, everyone's just always trying to find something wrong with it and negative about it at all. And it's like, man, shut the fuck up and just watch professional wrestling. Yeah. 
what you know what I mean? Uh, so I, if, if, if you, if you're comfortable answering this one, when it came to like friends, like, you know, you, you got the train with Pete done. Are there any friendships that came that you still have till this day? That's why I'd say, if you don't want to throw who, who you be, who you be kicking it with and stuff by any means, you don't have to, it's just any cool friends, even if it's, you know, uh, yeah, man. Um, a lot of my friends came from my tryout. So, uh, like, yeah, I was cool with uh, Pete Dunn and Roger Strong, but like, you know, I I see it. It's probably they probably don't see it like that. I see it like it's level to this. They're five star. Mm-hmm. I'm a one star. <laughs> they yeah. they don't see it like that, but that's how I see it. But um, Idris Idris Anofe, yeah, and, uh, Malik Blade, love them dudes, that, man. Yeah, they're killing it, man. Uh, I love hanging out with them. Uh, you got Bryson Montana, who's coming up right now. He, okay. He's had a couple of uh, what's the show called? Love, not Level Up. Is it Level Up? Yeah, Level Up. Level yeah, up. Level Up. Change it from two hundred five to Level Up. Yeah, he's had a couple of Level Up matches, and um, be on the lookout for him. He's really dope. But uh, my circle was really small though. Mm-hmm. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with having a small circle either, like on a serious so. Yeah, yeah there, so, there's I mean, plenty of other people I hung out with too, though. So, so I yeah. think you got. I think you got there when uh, NXT was changing to 2.0, right? Yeah, yeah. So what was that transition like for you? I mean, being there before, it kind of made that real push into what we got now. Um, so I got there when it just became like 2.0. Okay. Like, it was 2.0 for like a month, maybe, and then I got there. So I don't know if I can really speak on it. Okay. Yeah, so now yeah. another Fair. thing, just just like going through, I'm looking at the whole list of matches and everything. Um, I remember your first on-air promo package for NXT 2.0, and then they played up the whole thing about the military shit, and I was just like, that's my dude. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Uh, okay, okay. The, the, <laughs> the workout one was cool, all right? The mm-hmm. workout and the they had me with the flag and the military and all that. Yeah, that one was cool. Okay, I thought you were talking about the coffee shop promo. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that, um, no. that wasn't that wasn't my idea. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too fond of that one. But at the same time, it's like it's not the military, man. I mean, you, you told her to do something. You just gotta yeah, do just it. shut up in color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was doing. And, uh, hold on, and, and uh, to go back to the military thing, because like I mean, me and Nick had this conversation not too long ago or whatever. But like, when I was in, I was in from 2000 to 2016. The whole time I was in, and you know, I can't speak for Nick, but I never heard about this whole thing about the myth of Marines and crayons. I never heard about this shit until like I, years after I got out or whatever. I mean, was that something that was thrown around with y'all? <laughs> I mean, I just—I don't know where it came from, but I just knew Marines ate crayons. Yeah, I, didn't, I never so, heard that uh, the whole uh, time I was yeah, in. Yeah, so so I—I I feel I can actually confidently speak on this, Rob. And it happened, I swear, like right after you retired. The reason I say that is because I never heard of that at all either, right? And so Rob and I were MOS school instructors. So I'm getting ready. It's a Friday, and I'm getting ready to put the kids on the bus so they can go back to the barracks for the weekend or whatever. And I just hear a bunch of laughing outside. I was like, All right, let me see what these kids are up to. So I go out there and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? 
And this big old white country dude from like Wyoming. He's like, I was a, yeah, I was a sergeant. He's like, Sarn. He's like, the orange crayon tastes good. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I just ate crayon. He's like, I heard Marines are crayon eaters. So I said, F it. I'm part of the brotherhood. So I ate one. And that, and then, so that was like 2017 was the first time I heard that shit. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is just not going to end well for us. Yeah, man. There's a legit, no shit. There's a company right now that makes edible crayons. I tried to get the, um, the founders on the podcast to talk to them about this shit, but they, made edible crayons i mean you can color with them bitches and eat them they are made to be ate. made you for know? marines and i'm just like i'm yeah. seeing all these memes like uh was that terminal lance and all these other instagram accounts and shit they had a uh marines riding in a seven ton or whatever and a dude in the civilian tractor trailer rolled up on side of him and he handed him a box of crayons and i was like <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> It was the edible oh my ones. God. No, it was just straight up a box of crayons. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing, man? I was like, I never heard of this. And then, like, even for us, there or whatever, um, that was the first time I heard the term motor tuh. <laughs> yeah, motor tuh. Goddamn stupid. With the motor tilt. You got motor tuh <laughs> tattoos on their back and shit, and I'm just like, what is this? What do you do? We All got the damn cold too. Every Tell Joe Gacy to join the Marine Corps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Him, him, and him and his well, Parker Boudreaux. You know, have them, have them hop on. Yeah. Have you ever worked? I mean, I know you had the match with Harlan or whatever, but like, um, were y'all ever did any work behind the scenes or whatever, just training together and whatnot? Uh, I didn't with them. No, I did not. There was like uh, different classes, and he was in a different class, I guess. Word, because he was a—I think what he was like football player or some shit, right? Yeah, I believe so. Football player, boxer. He's huge, big <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, that's what he was. <laughs> hey, look, yeah, he was, he was getting comparisons to the next Brock Lesnar. Yeah, right, right, yeah. I, I kind of think that's what kind of deaded him, in my opinion. But I mean, yeah, that's a that's a that's a lot of big shoes to live up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so just like the the promo packages and everything, I mean the press releases from Fox News and stuff talking about you a Marine and all kind of stuff. I mean, how that hit you? Fox News talked about me. Well, Fox Sports. I didn't got know your, that. Got, <laughs> yeah, cool. I mean, I'm looking at your profile right here. Got, hey man, um, you're a humble dude, but you 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 a little more on the map than you think. You know, it's a good yeah. thing though. <laughs> uh. I mean, you got um, essentially sports got story about you coming from Booker T school. I mean, you got yeah. um, all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, the promo stuff was cool. You know, a part of me was like, uh, I don't know. I guess it's because like how I was raised. I don't, I don't know. I don't have an issue. Like, I'm sorry, like kill kayfabe. I don't have an issue with losing in wrestling. I swear I don't. Yeah, but it was just like. I don't know. Sometimes things start to feel personal, and it was it might have been me just getting in my own head because it mm-hmm. was like, uh, oh, we got this really dope promo package, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like it just things just went so downhill from there because <laughs> I just I don't know how to explain it. Like it just felt like my career. I felt my 
grind going down and down and down and down. And it wasn't because like I was losing. It just felt like it was because I don't know. It was, it felt like I wasn't given these opportunities to put myself over. Yeah. Just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I, I can't explain it. I hope, I hope you get it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, no, I definitely do. I mean, you can correct me on the count or whatever, but I mean, you had uh, from your time there, you had like 11 matches this whole time or whatever and then damn that's like 205 in combination with uh nxt so it's just yeah. like i mean that's not really a lot compared to people that might have even came in in your class or a little bit after you and whatnot so i can kind of i can understand that to where like i mean give me some time so i can shine you know yeah yeah don't yeah. put me with the clansmen you know <laughs> Honestly, I would have, I would have been down. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to get that opportunity to shine, man. Yeah, yeah. Got because I mean, yeah, because the the package, and you know, I know the NXT was also headlong into the uh, the shift and whatnot. Because if like to us watching, it felt like everybody had to have a job at NXT 2.0 or whatever. Everybody had to be like. I mean, everybody has a character, but everybody had to be a character. Like, this person was a boxer, and this person was this thing, and this one has daddy issues, look like. And, you know, just like, they all had to be somebody. Was yeah. it a, a Taylor or whatever the hell her name? She a goddamn bartender with the country guys and shit. I'm just like, everybody gotta have a job, right? <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have loved to um, had some kind of itch, some kind of character. Um, I mean, not so, that you said so it, my, like my, my, small, my small story is that uh, when I started at Booker T School, I was, like, really broke. I was wrestling in cargo pants. And then, like, I was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to bring back the military trousers. And I started doing that. And um, when I yes. got to... Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, I have to cut you off here. But I always <laughs> made a joke with my boy that we're going to get out one day and be wrestlers and we're going to fight in boots and utes. And just to hear that someone wore <laughs> that in the ring, it happened... Yes, yes. I'm going to call this dude. I ain't talked to this dude since 2014. I'm going to call him tonight and tell him that story because we still, every time we talk, I could go a year without talking to this dude. Well, it's been since 2014 now, but back then, and we'd always be like, yeah, dog, you got your boots and you ready? We're going to go out there, you know? We're going to play the Marine Sim and go to the ring, you know? It, and sorry, I had to throw that out there real quick before I forgot. Yeah, so Yo, do you it, wrestled, man. So you wrestled in, yeah, so you wrestled in trousers. <laughs> yeah, so I wrestled in trousers just because I was broke and wrestling gear is like, expensive and uh when i got to nxt yeah they were paying me but like it was like a month you had to be there i had I had to be there a month before i received my first check so i was still broke <laughs> <laughs> so i wrestled roddy <laughs> my trousers and uh i remember them it was like creative team like no we want you to keep the trousers this and that and i was like well i'm stuck with this military ex-military guy damn it <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it is it is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, we we we're moving past that and everything, or whatever. I mean, we we back down here. We're doing some training and whatnot. I mean, you feeling optimistic? Because I mean, I think you are. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, so when I got released, I had quit wrestling for like forty eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I legit. I was like, man, I'm just done. I don't want to do this no more. I was just like sitting there eating junk food, watching Harry Potter and stuff. 
And uh, I was then I started watching the Michael Jordan documentary. It was like one of the last episodes. Jordan was like, "Ah uh, oh, man, it just itches my mind. What if I just didn't run it back or whatever?" So, like, I'm still young. I'm gonna run it back for like another year, a year and a half, or whatever. See what happens, man. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I can get on new Texas Pro. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you I got can. You. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody says. <laughs> hey man, I, I legit try, man. Hey, hey Rob. Try, hey Rob, I'm Rob. I'm just saying he just calls you out, so you got to live up to it. I know, man. It's just like fuck. <laughs> it's like Kefa, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, a uh, question. I guess if the stars align, you know, you know, because obviously you got two fans here. We're gonna be cheering you on every step of the way. Now, you know, name picks up. Nah, hey, for real, dog. God nah, damn. From day one. <laughs> yeah, from day one. Hey, Shooting me, man. Fun. God hey, damn. Hey, the first, the first thing when it comes to like, like, because and I, it is biased because I'm a Marine. Like, yo, if you're a Marine and you're doing the one thing I love, like, since I remember watching like WrestleMania 2000, you know what I mean? And it's like, so I've loved this motherfucker. Now, this guy or girl who's doing what I did is now doing that, like, man. You could be the biggest heel in the company. Everyone could hate you. And I'm just going to be yeah, yo, like, that's my dog. Like, you know what I mean? That's because I believe in it's moto. It's moto is hell to say, but I believe in like the Marine Corps brotherhood. You know what I mean? Like Rob and I, every time we talk, when we, when we, when we talk about it, it's like, he's a Marine. She's a Marine. And it's like instantly, once I find out like with you, when he told me, because Rob was the one who uh, discovered it. He sent it to me, and I instantly found like your social media and followed you because it's yeah. like, yeah, like you that's just, just what you do. You support each he's other. He's like, hey man, I, I sent that dude a DM. He's like, it's a long shot or whatever, but I mean, he, devil dog, man, we gonna do it. I was like, all right. <laughs> and I hate being that guy that thought like, yo, I'm the military, like even military discount. I don't like doing that, but when I was setting you up, I was like, hey brother, I hit you with that, hey brother. <laughs> no, it, I mean? thought it was cool because a lot of uh, military people would hit me up about podcasts. But I think you're like the only one that yeah. said you're like a Marine. So that's, yeah. <laughs> same, that's same thing. Me yeah. in. Motherfucking uh, Danny Limelight, man. He, he's a Marine too. Yep. Hey, yeah. As so, soon as I yep. found out that he was on a AEW Dark or some shit like that, he's like a former United States Marine. I was just like, on the, on the keyboard, <laughs> I was like, hey, Devil Dog. That, that's the first opening line, you know, just bullshit. <laughs> hey, Devil Dog. What's, what, what's happening? I mean, you got any vacancies? <laughs> I mean, you got, can, can I get you on the pod or whatnot? And he didn't respond to me for like a month. And he put out a tweet saying that, uh, hey, I got these days open. And this was like a month after I found out he was a Marine and I DM'd him. About a month later, he put out a tweet. He's like, hey, I got these dates open. I'm looking to do podcasts, this and that and the third. And I was like, well, hell, I wish you would have checked your DMs like a month ago. Just like, didn't know if he was going to respond or not. He's like, what? And then he DM me. He's like, "Man, when did you DM me?" I was like, "A month ago." He's like, "Man, you know how many DMs I get?" And then now we made it happen. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So, what's like, what, what's your next goal with professional wrestling? Like, you know, like obviously everyone's like, "I want to be the world champion of some <clears throat> company." Like, obviously, like shit, I want to be the world champion of a company. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Obviously, you got to start small. So, what's like your next small goal or your next goal that you want to approach? So like you know the uh, new Texas, but I'm I'm just joking with him about New Texas. If you don't get me on, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of big timers on New Texas. I ain't there yet. Uh but my next goal, man. So I always uh when I was in the Marine Corps, 
my uh, I had a team leader his name was Jose Contreras. That's just like gotta stay with cool dude. But he always like we're hiking. He always say keep pushing. I don't know when that's go. I'm just pushing right now. So that's yeah. just, just keep pushing. I'm in school for firefighting as well. So like I'm not like oh I'm nice just, good luck. Oh, yeah. word. I mean, at least they taught you a fireman's carry. So, I mean, you got that down. <laughs> yeah, you already got that. You know what I mean? You, you, I'm got, telling you, you got I'm plenty of experience doing that. I was like, someone's going to make that joke. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yep. I'm the man. Hey, Hold on. Hey, Let me Rob, hit the Rob drums on that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just got to know. You got you got a good following behind you. So, you'll be good. You'll be good. You just got to keep pushing. Yeah, man. Of course, I, of course. I, I'm keeping. I'm gonna keep my eyes out on you, man. That's that's yeah, what I it couldn't. Is. I couldn't stop because just like a lot of guys that I was in with, they were blowing me up. All right, so what's next? What are we doing? I'm like, what do you mean? What's next? <laughs> so I had to. I had to figure something out. Yeah, you know. On a serious note, I would say this offline, but I'll just say now to the time. Whenever you're on a show, you gotta let us know so we can try to definitely make sure to give it a watch. You know, we gotta. Got if you want to keep an you. eye on you and spread, yeah, yeah. And, and spread that, that word shit, on buddy. social media. I, I want to do. Yeah, I wanna yeah. do my part and whatnot. No, thank you, thank you. Yes, man. for sure, for real. Yeah, of course. And then, uh, yeah. So, uh, before we wrap it up here, just honestly, want to say thank you first off for taking your time answering the DMs. You know, even like, like the little things, like when you were messaging me about the Celtics. Like I never thought, like it shows the type of person you are, to be honest, man. Yeah, which by the way, the Celtics did get that W, and we got that W last Golly. night. And we're gonna get that W, and we're gonna get that W tomorrow. And I'm on duty tomorrow. So if the Celtics oh, no. win, I'm gonna shoot that. Uh, yeah, I know I got, they got me there, yeah, they got me for duty on a Friday. But if the Celtics win, I got 30 rounds, I'm gonna shoot at least 10 off in the air, celebrating another W. No, I'm just kidding. That would probably be my career. But you know what I mean? I'm excited. So go Celtics. Well, except it just shows. Yeah, that's why. And it's in Boston. So we got to hope. You know what I mean? Oh, look, man, there keep, it is. Talking to him right now. People going to be like, who is that kid? Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, nah, no. Nah, tra- it just, so back to it. Yeah, it just shows the person you are, though. You know what I mean? Like, you could have left it simply as, hey, this dude, like, they're cool. They're Marines just like me. We can do a podcast. And you reached out like that. So little things like that go a long way, man. So I think if you keep that up, you know, it shows the type of character you are. I'm pretty sure you're going to succeed. Yeah. Um, and say say hey yeah, every so, now uh, and then and stuff instead of going in the corner and shit. <laughs> are you talking about New Texas? No, just anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Just be like, hey, y'all, I'm here. Uh, just don't. Be mad at me if I go sit in the corner thought, or some shit, eat some crayons. About, yeah. I thought you were talking about New Texas. I do be at the premiere, but I go to my corner and drink my beer. Oh, well, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> well, come say hi then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I thought. And when you make a big one. And when you make a big one day and you need two managers, you know who to call. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Got you. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm the next Stokely Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Hey, that's my man. Rob knows I love him. That dude's so goddamn funny on social media. Hilarious. He's, He's hilarious. And he actually subtweeted one of my tweets. I because I I'll randomly tweet at wrestlers just to see what's up. And I te- I tweeted him. I said, I, I can't wait to see. And I think his Twitter handle is like Malcolm Belly. 
I don't know if he's mm. changing that now, now that he's not Malcolm Bivens. I'm like, what's your fit going to be for SummerSlam? And he had like a see-through suit. I think Omarion was wearing from like the BET Awards back <laughs> in the day. And I started dying. Like, yo, that dude, that dude cracks me up. But um, <laughs> yeah, do you have anything you want to... You have anything you want to say to, to the people listening before we, yeah, uh, we yeah. send put, it home? Put out your social medias and everything, man. Yeah, put out all Ooh. your social medias. Put it all out there. Uh, my my Instagram is Blake Cortez 100. My Twitter is Blake Cortez 100. And uh, yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> uh, so I was never I'm not a big social media guy. I'm trying. I'm trying. I got to get out there more. But I seriously yeah. thank you all for having me. It's my first podcast. And I thought it was really cool. I hope I did okay. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah. This is another learning experience for you as well. I mean, you, they'll come your way, and you you better know how to handle it. Because I mean, we just sit here and cuss a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day you'll get on the more professional ones, but for now you're gonna deal with fuck. Uh, and then yeah. So before <laughs> before I uh, before I pass it over to you, Rob. Real quick, you can find me at follow the name Nick Anaselli. I ain't gonna spell it out tonight. I spelled it out. I mean, on it's Tuesday. on the screen. But most of, yeah, it's on screen too. So for the ones watching, for the ones listening, you gotta figure out how to spell an Italian name. Uh, and then as far as wrestling is trash, you can find us on Instagram at wrestling is trash, and on Twitter, which you will be able to find this episode there as well. I will be sharing it once we uh, release it at wrestling be trash. Now, Rob, before we go, why is it B again and not is? Was it just is, simply taken? Yeah, no, because uh, it was too many letters. <laughs> so I had, oh, to, okay. I, had to, I had to sacrifice the um, one of the letters, and all I could put was wrestling B trash instead of wrestling is trash. <laughs> but we don't think wrestling's trash. So that's all I got, Rob. Got close, you. Close the door. Word. Uh, you can find me. Uh, hosting the Random Realms with Rob on all social media platforms, including Twitter at 3R Show, Instagram at the 3R Show. You can find this video on my YouTube at 3R Show. Just search 3R Show. For anything that I may have forgotten to mention, you can find it all on randomrob.com. And if you want a little more taste of professional wrestling, you can follow us Wednesday nights live after AEW Dynamite on Mixler dot com forward slash fan off for rbr weekly wrestling talk i gotta get like that <laughs> word hey, hey it'll come second <laughs> nature man you know i mean you gotta do you you gotta learn your ditties you whiff them all that shit <laughs> <laughs>